The unexplained. The mysterious. The frightening. You're listening to Haunted California with Jerry Sanger. Jamais vu is something most people don't know about. We all know about déjà vu. Literally translates to already seen. Déjà vu. That feeling that you're in a situation or a place you've never been, but you have the distinct sensation that it has happened before. You've been there. That this moment has already occurred in your life. Jamais vu, which means never seen, is the opposite. You may be in a situation that's very familiar, that you know intellectually is a place you've been or should be aware of, but you have the distinct sensation that you've never been there before. You have no idea what's going on. In fact, it's a lot stranger and scarier than deja vu, which has a sort of nice wonder to it. Because jamais vu has this feeling attached that everything is falling apart at the seams. Deja vu always seems magical, like a reminder that all time is existing at once, that all things are connected, that we truly live forever, that time is a circle, and what has happened before will happen again. Deja vu reminds me that my body and my identity now is only the TV set. Who I truly am is the signal broadcasting to me, not the screen it is projected on. Deja vu is a reminder that who we are is from some other dimension and there's nothing to be afraid of. Jamais vu. Jamais vu gives the distinct sensation that all of reality and consciousness is a mistake the universe has finally gotten around to correcting. Like, consciousness has always been an accident of chemistry, a mold growing on an otherwise pristine universe. It's like when someone has a stroke and loses the ability to speak or understand language simply because a piece of their machinery has been damaged. All their poetry and mystery and romance is taken away in an instant. I've been having flashes of that. Jamais vu. Late last night, I obviously couldn't sleep. Listening to the tapes, the conversation between Yarina and I, how different it was from my memory. And finally, I wound myself up so much, I got into the Jeep and I left the cabin. I drove back to town and... Yarina's store is empty. It's gone. There's nothing, no one there. The Ace of Cups sign is gone. 40% off sign. All the merchandise, the pentacles in the window and Yarina are all gone. It's the middle of the night. And I had that happen at Shamevu and it feels like the universe is a jigsaw puzzle that suddenly falls apart. Maybe half the pieces or 80% of the pieces or just 10% of the pieces 
they disappear and then appear and then disappear again. There would be a tree and I suddenly couldn't understand what a tree is or, or there's the shop that I know I've been to only 12 hours ago and it makes no sense. A whole puzzle piece. Alone. Jamais vu. And then it'll snap right back to normal. The whole world feels like it floats apart. My sense of reality sort of shifts and then boom, right back. I'm here in Silverwood investigating whatever this is. Did it happen? Did that whole madness with Urena, that madness on the floor of her shop. And as if that wasn't strange enough, I get back to the cabin and there's a box on the doorstep with a note. And I stood there and I just stared at it for a few moments. No one around. Like I'm in a movie. I Raising my hands, palm to the sky, looking around for the hidden camera, for whoever it is that's playing this joke on me, putting me in this adventure. I don't know. There's a note on the box, just a kind of nice shoebox like you'd get at the container store, dark navy. I take it inside. The note says in all caps... Be careful. Trust the evidence of your eyes and ears. They are already watching you. Typed out, not handwriting. Took it inside. I opened it up. Invoices. Dozens and dozens. Hundreds of invoices. All for the very generic term, services rendered. Large amounts of money, probably talking millions of dollars, all to a company called Redwall Global Solutions. Stranger still, the company RGS is invoicing to is C S E E Silverwood Electrical and Engineering, the power company. Now, this is really weird. You may not know who Redwall Global Solutions or RGS is. Redwall is a security and logistics contractor. Now, in the age of public relations, a security contractor is privatized military mercenaries. They're often hired out as conveniently deniable extrajudicial guns and boots on the ground in places where the government isn't necessarily supposed to be. You might remember around 15 years ago, there was a very serious court case regarding a massacre of 26 Iraqi civilians by security contractors hired to escort diplomatic VIPs. That was Redwall. They got off, by the way. So, why the hell is a small town power company hiring some of the nastiest, 
professional door kickers in the world. Hello and thank you for calling Silverwood Electrical and Engineering. If you'd like to pay your bill, press 1. If you'd like Operator. To... I'm sorry, I don't recognize that option. If you'd like to pay Operator, your... he... human being, zero, just here. Uh... I'm sorry, I... Silverwood Electrical and Engineering. Uh, hi, I'm Jerry Sanger. I'm trying to talk to someone just for general information about the company. I'm a, a reporter. Uh, um, I, I was hoping to talk to someone in PR. Just want to learn about the history. Hold, please. Okay. Hi. Hi, Jerry. I'm Melissa Connison. I understand you're looking to learn a bit more about the exciting things we have going on at sea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that's neat. You know my name already. Of course. The operator told me. We're a big fan of your podcast, Mr. Stainer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. I'm personally a big fan of that kind of spooky stuff, especially living up here in the mountains. You get all kinds of fun stories like yours. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm honored that you're a listener. No, no. The honor is ours. <laughs> I'll, um, okay. I uh, guess I'll just jump in then. Uh, what's, uh, wh what's the deal with C? <laughs> give you the spiel. Silverwood Electrical and Engineering have been a proud and integral part of Silverwood's history going back all the way to the early days of the 20th century when we were just a mining company. As the town grew, all of these wonderful workers who moved their families up here to the mountains, well, the company felt a great responsibility towards them and so started to expand to meet their needs, putting in all kinds of infrastructure and housing. Through a lot of ups and downs, C has always been working for the well-being of the people here. Of course, without the people of Silverwood, there would be no Silverwood. But without C, there probably wouldn't have been any people. So we look out for each other. Nowadays, we're extending that philosophy of family and caretaking to the whole world as we spearhead some really exciting and groundbreaking research into alternative energy. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow, that's quite a spiel. Uh, okay, so, you know, I do, uh, I do this podcast about hauntings and such. Yeah, that's so you mentioned. Um, ups and downs. When I was looking into some of Silverwood's history, it seems like this place has seen its fair share of tragedy. Like I said, ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, uh, here, I'll just hear some. Um, there was a smallpox outbreak in 1849. Uh, then the mining you mentioned. Uh, there was an awful mining collapse in 1913. Terrible tragedy. Right. Then there's um, 
the mysterious disappearance of the company's owner, Salvatore Rossi, in 1963. Oh, yes. A very sad, still-unsolved crime. You did your homework. Uh, yeah. Um, sure. And then, uh, it seems, uh, economic hardship hit in the mid-70s. There's a big exodus, leaving a lot of homes empty. Well, that's a bit misleading. We were doing some biological research on a government grant back then, which concluded, which concluded. So a lot of the families left to take jobs elsewhere, which C made all its best efforts to facilitate. Biological research? For the government? That seems um, strange for a power company. That's the beauty of C. We're so much more than a typical energy company. Well, what was the research? Oh, we actually facilitated the discovery of several vaccines for diseases which afflicted both humans and livestock. Confidentially, I believe the grant was part of a push to beat the Russians in a sort of medical space race at the time, but the Cold War was already starting to wind down in some ways. Still, it was terrific that we were able to do some real good finding those cures. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, anyway, then, most recently, in Subword's history, there's the, uh, fires. Yes. It's amazing hearing you lay it all out. I never thought about it, but, like I said, Silverwood has really had its share of up and down. It's actually very inspiring to think about the resiliency of the people here. She is very proud of our legacy of standing by the people of this little town through thick and thin. Kind of like a marriage. Mostly a happy one, I hope. <laughs> Okay. Um, so let me ask this. Why does a small mountain town engineering and power company need to hire professional soldiers? Pardon? In my research, I uncovered documents showing employment by sea of Redwall Global Securities personnel for unspecified services rendered. for you, specifically? We were working on a grant partially funded by DARPA, and RGS is an approved and recommended contractor under their charters. It was a natural and practical business decision. DARPA, a military research grant. Yes. As you know, most of our society's daily technologies, cell phones, key fobs, more advanced laser communications, self-driving cars, these are all derived from projects I see. Yes. Of course, we are invested in the development of traditional wind, solar, and geothermal energy sources, but we're excited about new discoveries in the world of quantum physics. At least that's what I'm told. I'm sorry, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I've got to get going, Jerry, but it's been fun talking. Do you have any other questions I can help you with for your story? Just one. Um, I'm sure you lost some employees in the fires. Um, of course. It was awful. 
Oh, I'm sure. Um, did you have anyone there named Carl or Katie? Oh, yes. Carl Fraser was a head scientist in our R&D division, and his wife Katie was an executive in HR. They had a teenage daughter named Joy. The loss of the Frasers was a deeply felt tragedy in the C family, as was the loss of any of our employees, of which there were several. That was a devastating time for us, but we're recovering well. There's a very supportive and progressive corporate culture here. We still have counseling for seven weeks, which has helped us all in our collective grieving process. I have faith in us. Silver would always bounce his back, and C is right there with him. Okay. I mean, um, I'm sorry. That sounds really wonderful. Oh, it is. I'm glad you understand that, Jerry. Anyway, like I said, I've got another appointment. I really look forward to hearing the show. Please let us know when it goes up. Like I said, we'll meet Sam. I hung up the phone. I sat there. <sighs> Nothing could have been stranger than that than an unflappable, positive, clean, and thorough response to every question I was going to raise, as if they already knew what I was going to ask. Well, gonna try to get some more sleep. See you next time. In this episode of the podcast, you heard Monica Joy Shear and Jarrett Sleeper, who also wrote and produced. Sound scoring and engineering by Jason Scardamalia, executive produced by Tony Valenzuela and Kyle Sleeper, copyright Black Box TV Studios 2017. If you're liking the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe there. Also subscribe to youtube.com slash blackboxtv to watch the Silverwood series, which preceded this story. Thank you all. See you next time.